Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dozinski, and this is a community for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm so glad you're here, and I've got to tell you, I'm just having the most fun doing this podcast with you and working with some really great couples through couples coaching. Listen, I love my work as a therapist and getting to see God's redemptive hand in our stories, but there's just something about working with couples who are truly intentional about doing marriage right from the start and being proactive instead of reactive. All that to say, I just thank you again for listening and for taking this information to heart and taking steps to put these things into practice. Today's episode is entitled Speak for Yourself. It's the last episode in the communication series we've been doing throughout July. The first two were on listening and empathy, where we talked about putting our own thoughts and feelings on hold while connecting to our spouse's emotions. Then we talked about naming what's good and developing a positive perspective, which is critical to the health of our marriages. And today we're talking about how to express those thoughts and feelings that we put on hold in a way that's differentiated yet leads to intimacy in our marriages. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. If you've ever been curious about the state of your relationship from a professional point of view, then this quiz is a great place to start. In just under five minutes, you'll be able to complete the quiz and view your results, which will be sent to your inbox. Plus, you'll receive one action step the following day to equip you for an even better, braver marriage. So to get a research-based insider look at your relationship, just visit bravemarriage.com quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com quiz. So when I say speak for yourself, what I mean is take full ownership and responsibility, not only for your words, but also for your emotions and behaviors. When we express ourselves, whether we're responding to our partner after listening to them or voicing a complaint, we have to learn to differentiate, which is where taking ownership comes in. We have to learn to speak for ourselves, to not get caught up in our partner's thoughts and feelings, but to remain true to our own, all the while expressing ourselves in a way that also leads to deeper connection and intimacy. Let me give you a couple of examples of what not to do. Let's say you just had something break down in your house, like your washer. You're busy with other things and your spouse offers to take care of it. So you have an inconclusive discussion about a budget for a new one and your spouse shows up later with a new washer and dryer. And on the one hand, you had the money, so you appreciate that your washer and dryer will match. After all, surely the dryer was on its last leg too. But on the other hand, You didn't discuss buying a new washer and dryer, just a washer. So you're upset that there wasn't a joint decision around buying them, even though your spouse makes a valid case that they got a deal on buying both. So here's what not to do. Don't hide the fact that you're in part upset by pretending all is well. Because sooner or later, your true feelings will be expressed through passive-aggressive behaviors That will seemingly come out of nowhere, but have everything to do with the washer and dryer, whether you realize it or not. On the other end of the spectrum, don't criticize or put down your partner by saying something cutting. Instead, take responsibility for your own emotions by calmly and clearly stating both. 
that on the one hand you're grateful and on the other hand you're upset. It's important for your spouse to know how you're truly feeling, lest the same thing happen again in the future and your upset snowballs into bitterness. Now, that's a pretty clear-cut situation, but there are other times when we struggle to express ourselves because we're not actually sure how we feel about something. So in classic counselor form, the first thing we have to do in order to speak for ourselves is figure out our feelings. Why is it important to figure out our feelings? Well, for us personally, figuring out our feelings helps us grow in self-awareness. It helps us know ourselves better and it helps us understand why we act and react the way that we do. Here's the deal. We don't behave in certain ways for no reason. Our behavior is always linked to our thoughts and emotions, whether we realize it or not. As I tell my clients, our emotions serve as feedback for us to know ourselves better. That's it. Where we go wrong, though, is in allowing our emotions to lead our lives instead of leading our emotions in order to live the lives that we want. That's a key factor in differentiation and in growing as individuals. But we can't do that if we're unaware of what we're really feeling. Figuring out our feelings also serves our relationship because the degree to which we're self-aware and can begin to name our feelings and not just assert our thoughts and opinions is the degree to which we'll be able to grow in closeness and intimacy. So how do we figure out our feelings? Well, it may be helpful here to understand that we have primary and secondary emotions. Primary emotions are inherent and universal, whereas secondary emotions are learned and cultural. According to Shaver, there are six primary emotions, love, joy, surprise, fear, anger, and sadness. To experience these emotions is to be human. And when we can accept, name, and work through these primary emotions if needed, then they actually serve our emotional health really well. It's when we don't accept our primary emotions that things begin to get complicated. For example, when we judge ourselves for feeling fearful, that can sometimes lead us to shame. Or when we become fearful of feeling love for someone else, we can sometimes begin to feel anxious. Or when we don't accept that we feel hurt, we can sometimes express it as anger. See how that works? So if you're unsure about what you're feeling, refer back to those six primary emotions. That will help you discern not only your primary emotion, but the secondary ones that you've developed a pattern of expressing. For example, if you find yourself quick to express your irritation, annoyance, or frustration, then what you may find underneath is either anger or maybe sadness or fear of some sort. Once we figure out our feelings, we then communicate them with integrity and respect. That is, we speak out of our own integrity without putting our partner down. And in doing so, we hold on to ourselves while connecting emotionally with our spouse. Now, when I say communicate with integrity, what I mean is speaking out of our whole truth. It can be really easy to hold back or avoid saying something for fear of how our partner will respond, but then are we really being honest with them? Or with ourselves, for that matter? You know that unsettled feeling you get when you don't say something that needs to be said? That's what I want to help you avoid by speaking out of integrity. And often, this is the growing edge for the partner in the relationship who tends to withdraw and want to avoid conflict. 
It's easier to leave things unsaid to keep the peace, but it doesn't draw us closer to one another. And when I say communicate with respect, what I really mean is speaking the truth in love. Telling your truth in such a way that it's easy for your partner to listen and understand. It's equally easy to say whatever we feel without thinking about how it will land on our spouse. And when we spew our words and treat our spouse poorly, it's not uncommon to feel a hint of shame that's very quickly covered by justifying or rationalizing our behavior. And this is often the growing edge for the partner in the relationship who tends to confront issues head-on, because momentarily it feels productive, but long-term, it creates a pursuer-distancer dynamic in the relationship. What does it practically look like to communicate with integrity and respect? Let's say your spouse has just brought up an idea that you're somewhat uncomfortable with. Maybe the possibility of changing jobs, or moving, or starting a family. Now remember, when listening, we first put our own thoughts and feelings on hold so that we can see from our partner's perspective and empathize with the emotion they're experiencing around it. And usually in the cases I just mentioned, the emotion is hope or excitement at the possibility of something new. So it's important to first name the emotion by saying something like, you seem really excited about that possibility. In speaking for yourself, though, you'd want to say everything that is true for you without putting your partner down, so that might look something like, wow, that does seem exciting to think about our future and the possibility of something new. Part of me gets excited about starting this new adventure with you. But I also feel a little bit apprehensive because this is news to me, and I need more information and maybe a bit more time to process. But the main thing is I'm a little fearful of losing the life we now have and not knowing if it will be as good in a new season. So again, it's important to say what's true for you, not what you think your spouse wants to hear, or project a false self. Because I promise both of those things will catch up to you and create an unhealthy dynamic in your marriage. Okay, so we've figured out our feelings, we've communicated with integrity and respect, And the last piece is we need to make sure we do so by using I statements, not you statements. So, I feel hurt, not you hurt my feelings. I feel differently about that, not you shouldn't feel that way. Remember the acronym JAC, J-A-C, that I used in a previous episode? Well, using I statements when speaking for yourself helps you avoid judging, assuming the worst, or criticizing your spouse. When speaking for yourself, the only time you should hear the word you come out of your mouth is when describing a specific behavior. For example, I felt misunderstood when you reacted strongly to what I said. Not, you just blew that way out of proportion. Can you feel the difference? The second way communicates blame, judgment, criticism, and disrespect, which will either cause your partner to defend and fight back, or to give up and shut down, neither of which is productive for healthy communication. All right, friends, that's all for today. So in speaking for ourselves, we first figure out our feelings, we then communicate it with integrity and respect, and we do so making sure to use I statements. And I think I've set you up well for the month of August when we'll begin another series on conflict. Next week, though, we'll be doing the show a little bit differently, 
doing a Q&A with questions that have come up for you guys in the first eight episodes. So if you haven't already, feel free to DM me with any questions you may have at Kenzie Dazinski on Instagram, or you can email me, Kenzie, K-E-N-S-I, at bravemarriage.com. Your action step for this week is to speak from your own point of view using I statements. So anytime you hear yourself use the word you out of place, just quickly catch yourself by changing it to I feel and continue. And my prayer for our marriages is that we would grow up together by learning to speak the truth in love out of respect for each other and our marriage relationship. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile 